might as well record an episode. <clears throat> so everything that you've ever heard in your life is filtered through the mind of someone else. They read it in a book, they see it on a news channel, they hear it from someone, or they experience it firsthand, and then they translate it to you. I mean, the only thing that isn't filtered firsthand is usually, like when you're hearing someone talking to you, you're hearing their filtered version of what's happened, but also you're firsthand experiencing them as they say it. And that's that's where something comes in I like to call listening. <laughs> like really just like looking at a person and knowing, seeing, feeling what they're what they're about, what they're doing, what's happening. And uh, that isn't filtered, so that you need to see for what it is completely. Always. And whatever is filtered, you know, know that it is filtered. Just take it, don't don't believe it as, as dogma, as ultimate truth, and continue in your life, you know, doing what you're doing. So I think it's just an interesting idea in general, considering I'm thinking a lot about how things move and movement, you know, how armies clash against each other and one ideology remains and one, one goes away, and how you actually, as a government or as a monarchy or as a fucking system, can convince everyone to take up arms and go stab a, another human being, you know? Because we should stay, not you. Resources are limited. We want more. Uh, so there's that sense of propaganda that's happening there, trying to convince you that it's justified for you to go pick up arms against someone. It's your... It's you. Your society, your your family, everything is at stake, right? And how do you really know truth in any any case, in any situation? That's what's difficult, you know? I mean, Krishnamurti, and you know, I, asked, I was asking myself this a lot, is that why would I think that ultimate intelligence means the purest and purest of reflections to and from what you see in the universe in front of you. So this is what, like Buddhism says, is the ideal perfect man. The one who sees and immediately lets go. The one who is and also immediately isn't. Who is just what he needs to be in every single situation he's in, going forward, going back. And I'm, in a sense, you know, I see that. And I try to I try to embody that. And, one way or another, you know, myself, I really do. Like, especially with writing, you know, you're writing a lot, and there's a lot happening in between the lines and in between the pages, which is a beautiful thing, really. But sometimes the only time that thing is going to come out of you the way it's going to come out is when you're there and it's coming out of you. And then you just let it. And at that moment, I'm purely reflecting something realer than reality somehow, because it's it's... It's that state of flow, you know? And I've been asking myself, like, why do I think that's the perfect state of being? Just because I heard, you know, someone older and much wiser say it, and then I thought about it a bit and thought, you know what, he's probably right. Let's try to embody it. And why do I actually think, you know, so quickly and so readily, or how quickly I'm able to, like, integrate it, you know? 
because some truths are easier to digest than others, at least for me, you know, sometimes I see a way of being or a phrase or like stoicism is just fucking beautiful. Understanding that bad things happen to everyone, sure, but I have the strength to take this bad thing that's happening to me and continue while others may not be able to continue. And as long as I'm able to continue the way I am, then I will, in one way or another, reach some form of success, as, as much as success, as much as you can reach success in any real form in this life. And that is the essence of, you know, continuity. Life is always continuing. Everything is in a state of continuance. The universe is moving, and in essence, we here are a reflection of nature playing its course, because we are what stayed from the meteors and ice ages and all these explosions and pandemics and epidemics and wars. We are what stayed at this moment. We are what's left among everything else. Um, what can stay is only the reflection of everything that happened, you know? So this is why I don't underestimate the power that's in the human soul. It's seen 14 billion years of fucked up shit, explosions and supernovas. So that shit's in you. But not directly, because you're a mirror, you know? <laughs> and everything seems like it's just happening and then waiting to happen again. To just to say, look at me, again. Now I'm wearing a new hat. I'm doing something different. It might disappear for centuries and then come back in a completely different form that you forget that it was ever the same thing ever you know that it was already something that existed and then it happens again in a different form in a different level you know dinosaurs i love this metaphor dinosaurs you know it's like humanity had to like deal with the fact that dinosaurs are a thing at some point you know like someone found a bone and they're like shit you know we don't know what animal this is from and then we have to put it together and like, oh shit, like, what's this thing? It's pretty crazy that something like this could have existed at any point. Millions of years ago and so much of it in such a wide variety. And now, you know, dinosaurs, I was talking to my sister and her baby today. He's like a year and four months old now. And he had like a toy dinosaur and he's like biting its head. And I'm like, no, don't bite the dinosaur's head off. <laughs> Imagine, like that. What was once a dinosaur is now a toy, or what was once a dinosaur is now a cartoon kids watch, or there are designs on T-shirts that kids wear. But that image of what the dinosaur was has remained, even though it really did disappear for a while. Its effects stayed, and then its image was resurrected in one way or another in that form. So why do I think that being a pure reflection is the ultimate form of intelligence? Oof. That's really a hard question. Ah. Yeah, I'm waiting for a friend to come over to her place so that we can watch a movie. She was late coming back. But yeah.
why would being a pure reflection is it because that's all there really is reflection is it because the natural state of the universe is that intelligence being itself so I don't know it's just that it's a lot of it's so easy to see people be you know follow the wrong standards of what is real or what isn't or what should be what they want the case to be and what they are and all of that it's easy to see people fall into thinking they know path that they think things need to move in is the way things need to move in but more on the, on the dynamic nature of things it's a tough question I'll keep asking it you know because I'm following it if I'm ever going to preach anything it has to be something that I already in one way or another am this is why being a preacher isn't the easiest thing or the most readily thing you should go for always I don't know how people are so excited, you know, to stand up and say that they know and talk and explain to people stuff. You know, I've been through that phase in one way or another, but no one was really listening, you know. Uh, like I was, you know, talking to the people around me. Like I tend to just drop wisdom bombs in <laughs> everyday discussion, you know. Just be talking to someone and like just... Uh, you know, here's a drop of wisdom here, here's a drop of wisdom there. I think it's just interesting and funny how that comes out of me all the time. It's like seeping out. <laughs> but still, you know, like, maybe these people who stand up and, like, have, make YouTube videos and want to talk about the things that they learned, like how to sleep or how to be productive or whatever. Like, first off, they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. They think they do. And second off, maybe it's just their way of internalizing it for themselves. But third, it's still just something they heard from someone else. And I know this, you know, for a fact, because when I wrote Understanding Intelligence, now I'm obviously rewriting it, as I always say, there was... Like, when I when you wait a month and then you read again what you wrote, you can really look at it and be like, why did I ever write this? You know, but no, this is wrong. No why do I think that's the case? That's not the case. So it has this self-correcting nature to it. As you keep reflecting on yourself over and over again, you stay with what can't be wrong more than what you might think is right. So I really prefer knowing that this isn't wrong. It's easier to look at and know than this is or isn't right. Yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. That was a good short one. I appreciate, I like, I love. Uh, let's enjoy this movie. Peace. I'm in Neukölln and it's the 12th of October. Start my first day of work. Start my first day of work tomorrow. So I'm back home now. I watched the movie with my friend Ingo. I think I mentioned her before. I didn't watch all of it. We watched almost half of it. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Maybe 10 minutes in, I wrote on a piece of paper what I think the movie really is. Of what's happened in the movie. Or like, because it's a weird movie. 
And then I, Inga checked her phone, she wrote a message and then she got a call and she was talking to her friend about maybe getting the virus. And I was just like, I want to leave and I left immediately. Not anything against her, but I felt like I had to. Not even because of the virus, maybe played some subconscious role. But I uh, was distracted. I couldn't focus so much about the idea of continuing watching the movie. It was late. It was like 9.20. Uh, I wanted to be home before 10. So I left almost immediately. I just got up, told her I'm leaving, Go, nothing personal. She's like, but, you know, I didn't even have a second for myself. <laughs> when I came from work and uh, told her, yo, it's fine. She's like, is it because of the phone call or virus? I'm like, don't worry about it. I don't take much personally. I think that was a bit, uh, I don't know. And then I left. I got home, messaged her on the way, I told her, I'm sorry, I think I, uh, I can see how that's weird, but I really felt like I had to. Then I got home, I came inside, and I think I immediately, I meditated for seven and a half minutes, and then I immediately started writing. And then I ate a bit, chatted with my roommate, had a tea. He told me how he thinks I'm the most person he knows that meditates. I was alright, cool. <laughs> I was like, really alright, cool. Told him, like, maybe two years ago, if you told me that, I would have really created more meaning around that, but I really, you know, whatever. And talked a bit about meditation when I came in, and I wanted to meditate, and I sat down for a second. And then all of a sudden, I found myself writing in the notebook by hand how the smoke dances. Me and her sitting together. It's a beautiful thing, writing in these states, creating so freely and readily. I started thinking about moments in my life and remembering them and how I want to reflect on them again. Like the periods in my life where I had so much hate. Like maybe I think five, six, seven months ago where I was just angry and I talked about it. Meeting people, random things, like I want to hold on to all of it so that I can write the story that I feel like I need to write, you know? I really feel like I can write amazing things and sometimes while writing you really realize that these things are writing themselves like they're supposed to be written how like no matter what that that it's going to come out the way it needs to come out somehow which is a weird feeling to describe just like we've we're what we are because of everything the universe went through you know everything happened so we were bound to be what we are because we are what we are anyways i think i'm gonna meditate write a bit more sleep Go to work tomorrow morning. First day. Yeah, I'm back. Third day of work. So many questions. But I like I like this, you know, opening the recording again, as continuing the recording. 
throughout the week and then, you know, you have a more time, you know, coherent, more uh, up-to-date. First day was nice. It's a lot of information, encryption, but I'm, like, very confident over there. Uh, I really like... uh, I really like the boss, I really like, you know, I don't really have a direct boss, and I'm already, like, today we were sitting in a meeting, certain people, and he's like, how are you going to take over this department? And I was just, like, quiet the entire time, just listening, but, like, sitting in the middle between everyone, and it's nice knowing that I'm there. I wonder how people change their communication based on the fact that I'm there, what people think about me, and if they like me. I don't care if they like me, but I mean, like... You got the feeling from some people like a sense of intimidation, of not wanting to talk so much or not wanting to share so much of their info. I'm not sure if that's just me, but slowly you got to know more and more the people you work with. So I'm not rushing anything. I'm just learning, waiting for uh, them to also tell me what to do and to understand from them a lot more. And... Uh, talked to my brother after my first or second day and he was also like super helpful very encouraging calm he's gonna propose to his uh, girlfriend soon see how that goes um feeling really good very quickly the fact that i started the job you know serotonin (laughs) increases knowing you're in a good structure and I'm just trying to stay engaged, you know, the work uses a time system, you stamp in, you stamp out, it's flexible, like you can leave and come whenever you want, but you have to, at the end of the day, do 40 hours a week. Uh, so that's like something I need to like work around and understand. And other than that, <laughs> I'm sitting yesterday in the office, like before, like like late, you know, at 6, 6.30 p.m., and I looked around me at colleagues, and like, they're very simple, dressed simply, you know, like, no one's like too, no one's trying to stand out, you know, but it's just that I looked at their posture and I was like, fuck, you know, sitting in an in a office all day, every day, and that's the, what's considered as productive, you know, actually sitting down on a chair. And you're back then. Oh, man. I want to grow up strong. I want to keep growing old, but in a good way. I'm going to get myself french fries and <sighs> something else. Peace. H-Y-M-N-E uh, by Clem Beats. I'm listening to this, just got back from work, did like 200, 300 jump ropes, almost done learning the cross, did a lot of double ones. Excited, almost packed my bag, heading out in an hour. Uh, I think I'm going to write a lot on the bus, I hope. I want to put myself through a very long, most dangerous uh, writing app session. So like write, <laughs> like I remembered the book I just read by Stephen King called The Long Walk where they just walk until someone can't walk. I was thinking, what if they do that for writing? Like, what would you write if you're in a room with 100 people and you have to be the one that keeps writing? And I want to see what would come out of me. 
Well, let's see like what happens inshallah meditating uh, nicely sleeping like shit because like a lot of information coming at me at work but i love jump roping bananas and i hate sitting in an office chair i know this and i think no one needs to ever work more than six hours a day for five days a week i think that should be the standard and i'm taking that to heart Dennis invited me to a wedding he's DJing at, and then Jan, Saturday to Sunday. Let's see how that goes. And take care. I just got back home, Sunday, at 6 p.m. Uh, really good day. Woke up with Jan, had a weird dream. I think I'm gonna, it's gonna inspire something that I'm gonna write. I was really uh, fragmented because I was, wasn't sleeping so well. Uh, Jan gave me a very, very thin blanket. And uh, he went out with his friend last night, like, all of a sudden at, like, 10 p.m. He's, like, uh, his roommate was with us, who played Settlers of Catan. They're like, yeah, let's go out. <laughs> I was like, guys, I really can't, I really, really can't, you know. I just got, I got to Hamburg at 11 on Friday, got to Dennis's house at, like, 12. His sister picked me up. I had immediately something to drink. I went in, said hi to his mom. I'm like, do you have anything alcoholic? She's like, go to the bar downstairs and help yourself. She came down with me. We talked about a bunch of shit. I drank different types of liquor. Uh, liquor, martini, not the cocktail, the type of alcohol. And, uh, and uh, whiskey. Then went to a wedding, a German wedding at like 2.30 in the morning. Two at the, in the morning. One, we got there at 1.45. His brother actually Dennis showed me like so many sorts of, of weed that he has at home, which was which I found funny. And then uh, next day I met up with Jan. Last recording I did, by the way, was on Thursday. I think I want to keep track of when the recordings are happening. Got met up with Jan. Went to the mall. Before we went to the mall, we had a Guinness. Just me and him caught up about everything. And then we went to the mall, a lot of beautiful girls in the mall. It was very funny, we, it was like a joke. There were so many people outside actually, but it was just like, you don't normally see th this many hot girls everywhere. Um, and like, it's like the stars aligned or something. <laughs> we made a joke about remembering the date, 17th of October. And then we, Smoked a bit, played Settlers of Catan with his roommate. Smoked a bit more. Then they went, I passed out. Got up, we ran. We meditated actually first thing in the morning. I showed him the belts that I meditate to. We ran. Almost six and a half K, came back. After slapping the planetarium halfway through. Had a quick breakfast, brought me to the bus, came three and a half hours in the bus, did like a bunch of uh, organizing and thinking, and then uh, now I'm home. Cleaned a bit of my room and I'm ready for the next week, man. Uh, how to go back into the company and do good stuff, you know? Happy about that. That's the week. Take care.